If you've been my friend for almost any length of time, then you've almost certainly heard me talk about the passage I'm about to share from, probably for the, I I kid you not, 50th time. I confess, I'm obsessed with it. Why? Because, and especially in the Phillips translation's rendering of it, I think it's one of the most poetic pieces of prose in the entirety of the New Testament. And because, in its almost startled quality, written by one who is still startled at the audacious reality of the gospel, I find myself, all these readings later, still somewhat breathless at the way it's composed. And because, and because it's literally the opening of a letter written between a friend and his friends, I love the way it gives us a window into the feel, the very atmosphere of those still early days of the early church. And because, frankly, it's just wonderful. Because it's just about Jesus. So let me read it to you all at once. And then I'm going to do something I don't think I've ever done before with it. Go almost word by word, certainly at the least clause by clause, in showing you why I love it so very much. It's just simply so rich, and I want you to possess these riches. So I'm going to be reading to you, and you might be smiling now as you hear me tell you what it is. 1 John 1, 1 through 3. We are writing to you about something which has always existed, yet which we ourselves actually saw and heard, something which we had opportunity to observe closely and even to hold in our hands. And yet, as we know now, was something of the very word of life himself. For it was life which appeared before us. We saw it. We are eyewitnesses of it and are now writing to you about it. It was the very life of all ages, the life that has always existed with the Father, which actually became visible in person to us mortal men. We repeat, we really saw and heard what we are now writing to you about. We want you to be with us in this, in this fellowship with the Father and Jesus Christ, His Son. So friends, what I'm going to do now is just to read you little uh, snippets and then give thoughts and maybe pull out some things that we haven't necessarily considered together before, beginning back at the beginning. We are writing to you. The royal we, if you're familiar with that terminology, written to a royal you. John the Evangelist, sitting alone by himself, says we to begin, because the moment you're a part of the life of Jesus, you're never alone again. You are now part of the heavenly family, and it is literally the royalest family of them all. About something which has always existed. Words really beyond our ability to actually conceive of. Everything we know, ourselves, each other, 
the trees outside, the sky overhead, everything has been given existence. There is a cause, and I and you and all of us, those trees and that sky can be most effectively described as the effect. But what comes before you and me and all of us, those trees and that sky? What is before the cause that leads to the effect? Pure existence. The I am who has always existed. Yet which we ourselves actually saw and heard. You see, this is startling and startled sort of writing. Pure existence, the I am who gave expression to the beginning of everything we know, John is saying, yeah, we know him. Uh, okay, but how intimately, John? Something which we had opportunity to observe closely and even to hold in our hands. We saw God. We touched God. These are the almost preposterous claims of a a former fisherman, totally unschooled, from the backwaters of the Roman Empire. The God who was before the beginning, we've met him. The God who is the creator and sustainer of all existence, he's our friend. In fact, we remember exactly what he even smelled like. And yet, as we know now, he was something of the very word of life himself. Friends, John is about to do, I'll call it a a two-step dance that by its second step completely redefines the reality of reality itself, existence itself. Step one, Jesus is the incarnate, meaning covered in flesh, expression of the word, meaning the vocalization of the Spirit of God, of life, meaning the purpose of what we call existence or reality. Thus, Jesus embodies the fullness of God, or put it this way, a bearded carpenter from Nazareth in Galilee is God. For it was life which appeared before us. And this is the step two of the two-step dance. Jesus, the incarnate word of life, is in fact what, who, life is. Jesus of Nazareth is life. Real life is Jesus of Nazareth. Consider, you and I are born, we live, we have experiences of existence, we die. And it is, according to John, Only in our interactions with Jesus throughout all of this that we attain to anything that can properly be defined as life. Life is the experience of the blending of our existence with the pre-existing, yet having existed in history, person of Jesus. We saw it. We are eyewitnesses of it and are now writing to you about it. Essentially, John reiterates, this was something, someone, he personally experienced. It was the very life of all ages, the life that has always existed with the Father, 
which actually became visible in person to us mortal men. Again, John reiterates, Jesus is God and life. We repeat, we really saw and heard what we are now writing to you about. And I'd say, John now re-reiterates, I knew Jesus, who is God and life. We want you to be with us in this. And I will say, I have said this before when teaching this passage. Friends, what is this? This, this, he just said, in which you may apparently be. Because when you use the preposition in, you are offering the reader or listener a place or state or state of being in which to exist, correct? Which, when considering the context of where we've been talking about life and God and the intermingling of the two, is probably going to be a description of what is typically known as the spiritual life or religious life or religion. So hear me as I say this. John is about to describe the this that is the spiritual life of following Jesus. A radical departure from every human understanding of religious faith or the spiritual life that has ever existed. What John is about to write is the new nature of the relations between God and man. It is the established end of all religiosity, one which started with Jesus. Listen. We want you to be with us in this. Friends, are you ready for what this is? In this fellowship with the Father and Jesus Christ, His Son. For many years, I've heard a particular phrase used by many people to try to differentiate their understanding of Christianity from perhaps what they fear that outsiders have come to believe of it. They say, and I bet you've heard this before, it's not religion, it's relationship. And why do I think they say this? Because I think they think that religion, the systematized approach toward God by people using ritual law and organized beliefs, has been proven by history to be broken and, in fact, to break people. So a redefinition, call it relationship, seems helpful. But I would argue it's not. <laughs> and also, according to John in our passage here, not correct. Because do you know what has an even longer track record of being broken and breaking people than even religion? Relationship. The first breakage of the fall in terms of human experience of it actually happened interpersonally, relationally. We've been broken with regard to relationship just a little longer than we've been aware of our brokenness religiously. So what John doesn't say is, we want you to be with us in this, in this systematized religious approach to the Father and the Son. But also what John doesn't say is, we want you to be with us in this, in this relational construct where your shortfallings will mess this up just like you're used to in so many situations. Instead, and friends, I really want you to listen with your whole heart to what I'm about to say. Here is what John actually says. We want you to be with us in this, in this 
koinonia, this communion, this union with the Father and Jesus Christ, his Son. We want you to so supersede religion and even the understanding you formed of relationship that you become inextricably connected between the spiritual union that connects the Father and the Son. You know how the Father and the Son are one, right? Well, that's the space into which Jesus has placed you into their unity. You are now part of and one with. And friends, this is fun. Because can I describe to you the exact day, in fact, the exact moment when this John, as a young man, began to know about this? Listen. It was a hot early afternoon. He and a smaller group were standing next to the Jordan River talking with John the Baptist. And in the very same way as 41 days before this, John suddenly stopped talking, transfixed by seeing something, someone nearby. His eyes lit up with joy and pointing at a man who happened to be walking by just past that stand of trees, John the Baptist said, look, that's the Lamb of God. The other John, the one who wrote our glorious words later as a very old man, looked over at his friend Andrew, shrugged, and decided to follow. At first, they just caught up to the man, staying back from him at a respectful distance and simply followed, continuing the conversation they themselves had been having before. But young John keeps glancing forward, considering the man. He notices the worn-out, weathered look of his outer cloak and the sun-cracked condition of his sandals. Where has this man been to have such an appearance? The afternoon wears on. The sun starts to sink behind the hills in the distance. They are walking up a trail, the man ahead, the two behind. Under the shade of an overhanging tree, just at a spot where the trail bends toward the north, the man stops. He looks over his shoulder. The look in his eyes is lovely, pure love. And as he turns to face these two, the very first of his disciples to follow, his face lights up with a knowing smile. And he asks them, what do you want? It was the very life of all ages, the life that has always existed with the Father, which actually became visible in person to us mortal men. And we want you to be with us in this, in this fellowship with the Father and Jesus Christ, his son. Thanks for listening.